Welcome in, welcome in for a very exciting episode here with us on SODFS. We appreciate everybody tuning in here with us this evening as we break down the NFL Week 6 main slate here on DraftKings. Please make sure you are subscribed to the Sons of Dynasty YouTube page. Click the bell so that you never miss a show with us. I am Dan. You can find me on Twitter at DanBrownNFL. And here with me tonight is special guest and MME guru in the DFS circles, Darren Manser. You can find him on Twitter at B-O-O-B-O-O-Jojo, as well as holding down the Fantasy Points Premium Discord. Welcome in, Darren. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Yeah, man. Excited to talk uh, some week six. I appreciate uh, you having me on the show. Looking forward to it. Yeah, man. It's been fun getting to chat up with you in the uh, Fantasy Points Discord. Uh, I've been hanging out in there pretty regularly these last few weeks. A lot of a lot of great conversations happening there. Just, uh, you know, bouncing, bouncing plays back and forth off each other. I think uh, as far as the Fantasy Points Premium Access goes, uh, that Discord is one of the most valuable pieces there, and, and you're one of the main key cogs in it. So hat tip to you, my guy. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to take a minute, though, to mention that Sons of Dynasty has officially joined the Fantasy Points Media Group. Make sure you guys check out all of the great content that the Fantasy Points Premium Access has to offer. You can use promo code SONS22 for 10% off your subscription today. And as I mentioned there is a plethora of things that that gets you access to and, and the, uh, you know, from the articles to projections, uh, ownership projections, which, which Darren here is actually one of the main key cogs in, in, in producing there for fantasy points each and every week. So uh, definitely encourage anybody and everybody to go check out fantasypoints.com. Again, you can use promo code SUNS22 and get 10% off today. Darren, let's talk a little bit about some news and notes. Obviously, this is uh, one of the first bye weeks that we have here in the NFL season. So no Detroit Lions, no Houston Texans, Raiders, or Tennessee Titans this week. So a couple of guys that that we've been using these last few weeks obviously are not going to be in the fold. And uh, when the bye weeks come, you know, it, it, it condenses uh, it condenses the games. It condenses ownership. It condenses the the, the, the chalk plays. Uh, you know, so that's just something that it, it it changes up the puzzle a little bit. But that's all we're here to do each and every week is take a look at this week's version of our puzzle and try to put together the best pieces that we can. Uh, a couple of other notes I have here. Cincinnati has gone under the total in 10 straight games, including playoffs. And that's one shy of the longest streak in the last 35 seasons. Now, this week, the Bengals are at the Superdome there in New Orleans against the Saints. The total is sitting at 43 as of right now. So uh, something to keep an eye on. Darren, I know that you are uh, in on some Burrow and Jamar Chase stacks this week. So we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get down there. Lamar Jackson has a 12-0 record as a starting QB against NFC teams in his career. So Lamar Jackson is a guy that, I think not enough people are talking about on this slate. It seems like most guys are gravitating towards that that top-tier game that everybody is, and that's that afternoon game there with the Chiefs and the Bills. So we're going to talk plenty about the pieces in that game as well. But Lamar Jackson is a guy that I feel like is kind of flying under the radar as far as top-tier action goes. And uh, I think he's got a shot here to put up some figures and maybe get a little bit lower on the ownership. Steelers figure to be shorthanded in the secondary this week against the Bucks. Again, Darren, I know that you're hot on Tom Brady stacks this week. 
well, the news keeps coming out and it keeps getting better. This Steelers secondary is essentially beat up Minka Fitzpatrick, a guy that, that came back this past week we thought was going to be available this week. He's actually been ruled out as of now, too. So, uh, you know, Sutton, Al Witherspoon, Levi Wallace. I mean, all these guys are unlikely to play. And we got Tom Brady coming in with, you know, getting his his at least top two tier receiving options back in the passing game. Both look to be healthy this week. I know that you like that matchup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, he's got. You can use a lot of weapons with that. That's what it comes down to. And like what I look for, I'm looking for stacking, like who has good comebacks. And, you know, we'll get into the Josh Allen stuff soon enough. But to be honest with you, who the hell do you bring him back with? Kelsey's expensive. He's going to probably be chalky after the nuclear explosion, uh, explosion last week. He's got like eight different receivers. He's got two running back, two running backs, maybe sometimes three. So just be conscious of your, um, you know, of who you can actually come back with. Brady, I love Godwin this week. He um, he's healthy now. He had a, he logged a full practice today, and um, with those cornerbacks being out, just in, in the back end right there, I think Tom Brady's going to bring him apart. And um, and and for me, I I, I just think that um, uh, the Steelers are just so. Where is he at? Hold on. I'll show you. Let me just give him an air yards right now for um, where are you? Where are you? Sorry. Looking for uh, sorry, I got my thing of air yards here for a second. Um uh what's his name for uh, Pittsburgh? Sorry, the receiver. I'm sorry, drawing a blank. <laughs> Pickens or Deontay. Yeah, Pickens is so it's just a too cheap. It's at 16, uh, 16 targets the last two weeks. Um, Pickett's just picking on him, and he's got a you know he's got a super strong arm. If you get a chance to listen to uh, Cosell and and Hanson, they just talked extensively about who how uh, how strong an arm he has. And you know we figure he's going to be playing catch up, and we love garbage time, and uh, that's the perfect garbage time type player that you know I like to use in a comeback. So I think Tampa's favored by what eight and a half? Did it did it change yet? Um, let's see here. Well, eight and a half last time I saw it. Yeah, eight and a half is what I had yeah. as of this afternoon. Yeah, it's eight and a half. And then also um, also with Pickens, if I bring it up here, you know, you look at the, the value on the slate, he's the second best value on the slate according to fantasy points projections on here as far as price. I mean, $4,600, it's like, yeah, what else do you want, you know? Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's probably my preferred option as far as a bring back goes for that game. Just given the price, given the role, and given that upside that we know is there as well. Uh, but before we get too much further into that, let's talk about. Um, all right, I, I kind of mentioned some of the popular games. Obviously, there being in the afternoon. Uh, the number one game there with the Bills and the Chiefs over under 54. And I think the number two game and the only other game with a point total above 50, sitting at 50 and a half as of right now, is the Cardinals at the Seahawks. Those are two games that I that I, I really like to attack, but I think the field is also likely to attack. So, Darren, I'm going to ask you, um, is it the Tampa Bay game 
that that you feel like has more sneaky upside as far as a game that might be uh, going a, a little bit under the radar compared to the other two games that I just mentioned? Or is there another game that you think might have some sneaky shootout appeal and, and a way to kind of get a little bit of leverage off of the field that we know is going to be gravitating towards that Bills and Chiefs game? Yeah, last I saw Chase, and I, like I said, when I did the ownership today, he, I mean, he's just showing like 6% ownership. I mean, come on. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's going to gain some more steam over the next couple of days, but it's the LSU connection with him and, uh, you know, chasing Chase him. So, there, you know, I think him and Burrow, yeah. and then coming back with Camara is just such a nice stack. And you yeah. get a lot of people will full stack. I, I don't think you have to full stack. In certain situations, you can. Higgins has got a bum ankle. You know, he's supposed to play. I think he'll play more of a decoy role, in my opinion. So I like uh, I like a Burrow, Chase, Hurst, Camara, Burrow, Chase, Olaf, Camara. That's sexy, you know. And yeah. Olaf is still Olaf is still cheap. Um, I, so that's I, one of the games where you can get a little bit different, just to you know. And Burrow's pretty cheap. He hasn't done much, but they need to get off the slide, man. They played like crap, you know. They haven't done shit. So it's like they need to start doing something. Yeah, Burrow's showing. Three percent ownership. I mean, really? I mean, that's just crazy. Three percent and then Chase is like I said, like five. So that's that's. I think you know Brady's more. And Brady had a pretty good game last week, you know, based on his price too. And he's just showing, I think, around nine percent ownership compared to uh, to Burrow's. So that's my preferred stack. And I and I think when looking at it, those are the next two games that that I have some interest in. Maybe, you know, for for a cash build, if I am building around that Bills Chiefs, I might have a one-off or a uh, potentially a little mini mini correlated stack, if you will, between that Buck Steelers game or the Bengals Saints game. Those are I think are my next two favorite as well. But let's talk about some quarterbacks and we will start all the way up at the top in Josh Allen. Coming in at 8,200 against those Kansas City Chiefs. It's hard to get away from him any given week, but this week it does feel even a little bit tougher. He has historically dominated these high total games, averaging 31.3 DraftKings fantasy points per game in his 12 games over the past three seasons with a total of 52 points or higher. And he's managed to score 30-plus DraftKings points in 58% of those games. So, as I mentioned, obviously he's going to be extremely popular. I think that – you know he's he's a no-brainer in in cash lineups. You know, sure, pay up for Josh Allen and 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 figure the rest out. But when it comes to a GP build, P build, or you know, multi entries, you know, if you are going to take Josh Allen along, there's got to be some way to gain leverage off of the field. You know, I don't think that Josh Allen, Diggs, and Travis Kelsey are are going to set you apart from the field in any way. So. I think that if you are going to look to take Josh Allen into these bigger tournaments, uh, you know, you're going to have to figure out a way to get really different, uh, you know, because if you're if you're going in and your top four or five guys have 125, 150, uh, you know, projected ownership or, or ownership across the board. I mean, you're toasting some of these large field tournaments with that. So I think he feels great cash and maybe if I am going to do a tournament build uh, I'm going to have to, you know, really try to pay close attention to those fantasy points, ownership projections. And I, what, what I do like about this game, these two games though, being in the afternoon, Darren is it allows you to, to, to pick some guys from those early games and based off of the ownership 
projections on those based off if those guys end up popping or not lets me know you know obviously if i if i have a couple of guys from the one o'clock games and, and they go well and it turns out they were pretty uh low owned and, and i i kind of got a sneak in there on the slate you know maybe i can feel a little bit more comfortable maybe throwing a josh allen in there but still not necessarily bringing a Diggs and a kelsey but finding a way to bring some of those other ancillary pieces along with me or you know maybe my first two pieces end up being super chalky in the one o'clock games now I know that Josh Allen's not on the board for me, and if I want to be able to set myself apart from the field, I'm going to have to go down to one of these lower-priced options that's going to be hovering sub-5%. Yeah, so like I said earlier that you don't have to have the comebacks. Like Kansas City's kind of tough to have comebacks, right? Now a couple of ways I've been kind of playing playing around with it this year is and you know, save some money and be different than the field is. So like this week, for example, you could play – Allen Knox, who's back, and don't even have a comeback. Just play this, you know, hope that, you know, you know, you're gonna get his passing touchdowns, maybe even rushes a couple in. And then you got Knox, who's what, 3,200, I think. Yeah, super cheap. Yeah, he's super cheap. And he's not gonna be that owned because he's just coming off the injury list. And then do little mini stacks in the Arizona Seattle game. That's what I'm that's what I'm looking at doing. Um, and then, you know. Gabriel Davis, I mean, Kansas City still hurt in the back backfield. So, so Gabriel, one of my buddies, buddy Adam, actually, he, you know, he really likes Gabby this week. And uh, I'm like, man, I, I don't like chasing, but man, uh, to see Kansas City just get destroyed by these these big number one receivers. I mean, they've just been absolutely obliterated. Can't say that word. But uh, um, you, you go back and look at who, who, you know, the number ones have played. They've just been killed. So that's the ways to be different. Um, you can do it the other way too. If you even want like Bugino, you could do, no, we'll get to that game. But you see what I'm getting at. That's, I like to do mini stacks. And, and I think a lot of people are going to try and shove in Kansas City players. We don't need to. Yeah. Buffalo's defense isn't bad, man. But, you know, they're not that bad. I, I, they have a pretty good pricing. Their DST is one that I am considering in some of those GPP builds because they're they're you know we know that Buffalo has a great defense. Yes, they're going up against Pat Mahomes and, and the Chiefs, so you know that gives us pause. We're expecting fireworks, so we don't even think about the defenses. But there's there's a you know very real possibility where you know Pat Mahomes struggles, the Chiefs struggle. They they can't get the run game going. They they hunker down on Travis Kelsey, take him out of the equation, and make. Pat Mahomes beat the Bills without Travis Kelsey, you know, and it, we've seen that that fire get put out before. So there's a there's a realm where that happens. I I do like Buffalo's DST this week. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. And and, and what, what a, yeah, what a great like like you mentioned, not feeling the need to bring a Kansas City uh, back that just bodes even more. So now you have the Josh Allen Buffalo stack, you know, maybe uh, like you mentioned, a Knox or uh, a Shakir there to kind of set yourself a little bit different, throw Buffalo defense in there and, you know, get out of that game. Like you mentioned, attack a couple of other uh, games and not feel the need to bring the Chiefs along. Yeah, it's a little annoying. McKenzie's back this week. So. It That's, is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like <laughs> Crowder and McKenzie 2.0 again now with Shakir in the fold. Yeah. I mean, look at that. Everybody's, they got, you know, they got five, five pass, pass catchers now. So it's like, now you got Singletary who's catching passes also. So it's like, man, this high octane offense is just like, 
Right. It's hard to get away from Alabama. <laughs> it's hard. To it get is. Away from- it is. So, but it's like it's almost not that hard to to lock Allen in and not feel like you have to bring any of the options around. Just let Allen do what he does. Don't don't sweat about getting one of these five darts. Right. Get the top tier quarterback option and then find value elsewhere in the slate. Don't don't force it. Well, here's the other way to to be contrarian, be different, make a bill different. Play Mahomes naked. Come back with two bills. Come back. Digs and and digs and uh, and knocks come back with digs and Shakir, you know things of that sort. That's that's a sexy bill because Mahomes runs a bit. He might have to do a little bit more on, on his own. So mm-hmm. that's I, I have no issues um, playing running backs who run a little bit, pairing double. I do a lot of ton in college um, playing uh, rushing quarterbacks and you know playing the pass catching back in the other team and things of that sort. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do. That nobody does. Not many people do that at all. How about Kyler Murray? He's coming in at 7,300. This is the second best game on the slate, as we mentioned. The only other game with a point total above 50 points. And typically, Murray does shine in these games with those point totals, averaging 25.8 DK fantasy points per game when the total of 49 or higher. And he's gone over 38 DK points in 19% of those games. Seattle's defense ranks 31st in PFF's team coverage grades, and we've seen them in a couple of shootout games already. The Cardinals' defense ranks 32nd for the same metric, setting this game up essentially to pop offensively. Now, a lot of the field is going to gravitate towards, obviously, Josh Allen and, and Pat Mahomes. This game is going to be popular, too. But like you mentioned, I, th- I think so much is going to gravitate towards that Bills game that even even this game, while, yes, probably likely to be the second most popular, I think if you are potentially uh, – really the quarterback position in this game is what intrigues me just to get leverage off of the other two guys that we've already talked about. Pat Mahomes coming in at 8K. I, I will mention that he does average 26.8 fantasy points per game versus the Bills in his career, and that is only – bested by Josh Allen's 28.5 fantasy points per game versus the Chiefs. So both of these QBs historically have thrown for 270-plus yards in each of their last three meetings. Uh, we we know that these guys both have the ability to really just break a slate wide open from the quarterback position, and both of them being right there in that same price range, 28200 8000 uh, I, I do like Kyler Murray this week uh, as a potential pivot option. I'd like him more if he was rushing a little bit more. He's not rushing. He's four for 42, 12 for 26, two for eight, five for 28, and five for 29. Well, what if I told you that that they're rolling out a guy by the name of Eno Benjamin this week, <laughs> and, and Kyler Murray might find himself in a position, unlike the you know earlier on in the year, where he might feel the need to check use down. those legs that we've been waiting on, you know, hit a couple of check downs, maybe extension of the run via the short passing game. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just painting a picture here for, for yeah, you yeah. and for everybody else that maybe there's a Kyler Murray upside that we see this week. Again, they're playing Seattle. Seattle has has been showing us over and over again that, that they, they can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. That, you know, they can't do much of anything. Yes, it's been hard to watch Kyler Murray these first few weeks. The first half versus the second half, you know, it's the first half them just playing terrible, terrible, terrible. And then the second half, they're scrambling around, making plays. Yes, it's not pretty, but, you know, that they are all of a sudden competitive in the second half. Uh, dang, I feel like I had a stat there for 
the Cardinals woes there in the first half, but uh, we'll get, we'll get back to it. Uh, I want to hear a little bit more though about Joe Burrow, 6,700. I love the price tag. And like, like you mentioned, I don't think there's going to be a ton of people on him this week. You know, look what, I mean, look what Gino did to him last week. Um, is to, I mean, Gino just went crazy with Metcalf and Lockett last week against him. Um, and now we got Joe Burrow going to the old Bayou. <laughs> uh, him and Chase going to reunite. I'm sure they got some friends, family in, in town and all their uh, their buddies from college, everything else. You know, and like I said, they need to get off the side really bad here. Um, Lattimore's out and... Um, it uh, looks like Higgins is gonna Higgins is gonna play, but I have a feeling he's gonna be he's gonna be a decoy. Um, and uh, I just I think Burrows is in a really good spot. They Mixon's been running like crap, so I think they're gonna have to throw a little bit more. Um, and it, I, I just like Kamara so much um, with no Michael Thomas again. I, I think is Landry. I think Landry's out, right? I think Landry's out. Yeah, I mean their whole wide receiving core is pretty banged up right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure he's out. He's out too. So it's like Kamara. I told somebody else earlier. Kamara might get 18 targets. So he's such a nice comeback in that game. I'm expecting Cincinnati win. I think that total's too low. I think that, in my opinion, I think it's too low. I think that that total should be up to like 48, not 43. That's just yeah. me. That's that's what I'm thinking. I think I think we'll get. I think it'll be a little bit more higher scoring than people think. And and that's going to be different, right? And Joe Burrow is three three percent home. You know, that's what it comes down to for me. Yeah, and like you mentioned, I'm I'm not really interested in T Higgins this week. Hurst, I believe, even has a tough matchup. I think it was I heard a stat something earlier today that that the Saints haven't allowed a touchdown to the tight end position since like week eight of last season or something something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I really do like Chase this week. And as you mentioned, him, basically, we call him the Jamar Chase woes the past three or four weeks, uh, you know, not not getting anywhere near that that elite production that, that you had to pay the price for him for this offseason. So I think this might be a get-right spot for him. Maybe a little bit of that condensed target share is going to funnel his direction this week. Um, so I, I really like that call, Joe Burrow and uh, Chase Stacks. I, I did build – I think I've got three or four lineups at this point, and, and that was one of my stacks. And that was the last three weeks. I've got it here for a comeback to Olav. Um, looks like he's going to play. He uh, He's third in air yards in the last three weeks. Yeah, and lock, Andy lock, Dalton. Yeah. Lock Andy Dalton back under two. center. Yeah, so I, I do like that that Saints team. Uh, really, Kamara, Olave, and you know, I don't know that I can buy back into Taysom. Uh, I think there will be too many other people chasing as well. So uh, I probably feel a lot more comfortable just with Kamara and Olave as far as bring back options. Uh, but even just those four right there, and that may have been what I settled on, it is Burrow, Chase, Olave, and Kamara. And then maybe just grabbing one piece from that Buffalo game, like a Devin Singletary, who I'm super high on this week. And I'll go ahead and talk about him right now because he's setting up for a, a great boom week here. He's coming off a combined 18.2 DK fantasy points over the past two weeks, 5.6 fantasy points this past week. And as I mentioned, that game current over under 54. Well, between Allen Diggs and Davis field exposure, I think that singles is going to be great leverage off of that play. So, uh, I mean, 
when we think about Buffalo, we think about Kansas City. We really think about the passing attack, uh, passing over expectation there for the Buffalo Bills, passing over expectation. I mean, the last couple of weeks, the Chiefs actually have seemed to try to lean a little bit more back on the run game, uh, you know, with, with their guys. But that's the problem with that side. They got like three or four guys that they're really working in. Single seems to be getting the major work, at least when the game's been competitive. So, and this is a game that we do think is going to be competitive. Kansas City DST ranks 29th first running backs. And the last couple of weeks, they've been just giving it up through the air at the running back position. Josh Jacobs went five for five for 39 uh, this past week and the week before that when they saw Tampa playoff Lenny, uh, you know, early season Lenny, whatever you want to call him. He went seven for seven, 57 and one. And then Rashad White went five for five for 50. So uh, they are basically just pass funnel to the running back position there in Kansas City. And if this game is staying alive, Devin Singletary's getting that work. Uh, I like him as a one-off in this game and potentially just getting out of there. Like I mentioned, uh, potentially just Devin Singletary and that Bills DST. And that's the only exposure that I'm going to have to that game for that build. Look to take the rest of my picks elsewhere in these large GPP tournament style builds. Yeah, I'd like Singletary a little bit more if Knox and, uh, Mc- and uh, McKenzie was still out. But now that I have these extra weapons back, I'm not sure if he's going to get a, a, you know enough usage of $5,900. Um, that's yeah, he's good leverage, but you know, Zach Moss is still there. Allen's, you know, can still rush it in the end zone. I don't know what Singletary's ceiling is, you know, with like I said, with all those passing options that they have there. Um, so I'm, t- I'm typically not, not this, like I said, if Knox and, and McKenzie were out, I might like him a little bit more, but with those other, all the other firepower back, it's, it's, I just, I'd rather just play Josh Allen and, 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 and you know, look, look elsewhere. All right, let's talk about a couple of other uh, really the chalky running backs for the slate. It seems like uh, through through injuries and whatever else, uh, a lot of value kind of has opened up there at the running back position this week. We've got Ramondre Stevenson coming in at 6K against Cleveland. Obviously in a smash spot, I think he's projected to be one of the most popular running backs on this slate. Um, he logged every snap after Harris left this past game with an injury in week five, and he saw the 10th most expected fantasy points of any running back in week five. He is ranked as PFF's third highest greatest rusher and ranks third in yards after contact per attempt of 4.24, has the fifth best PFF receiving grade of 71.5. Again, I think that he is going to be very popular but uh, obviously just a, a great spot here for Stevenson. Cleveland's been giving it up on the ground, and, and Stevenson seems to be the one guy there uh, that, that's left to really tote the rock there. You know, even, even when he was having to split work with Harris, Stevenson was generating, uh, you know, more production, more production, and, and then Harris goes down instantly. Stevenson does become that guy. Uh, you know, Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson season is here, so I love that. Yeah, he's getting. He's basically be the highest owned skill player this season. I'm pretty sure he's, he's you know going to end up being around 35, 37 percent. Um, Browns also without uh, Clowney this week. So, <laughs> and the Browns are basically asked against rushing backs the last three weeks. So <laughs> it's just if you know if you're going to eat eat the chalk. Yep, they're dead last. Yeah, they're dead last against the Rush the last three weeks. And now down and now no no clowny. It's just a smash spot. You just I just can't I can't get away from it. I don't care. I'll get different somewhere else. Um, yeah. 
but going but like one thing i would tell listeners who were they're building i i wouldn't and if you get mr me or not you know depending on your entries i making sure i'm not playing stevenson walker and Eno in the same line you're just gonna look like everyone don't that's what i was gonna say i think that is going to be a very popular approach this week just those guys you know ken walker you know, Benjamin, and and now, you know, let's talk Daryl Henderson opening up uh, more value on this slate with the Cam Akers news coming out that, you know, he's stepping away from the team for personal reasons. Um, definitely this week he's out. It almost, you know, implied that it could end up extending into potentially two weeks or, or longer. Who knows? And definitely, who knows uh, at this point. But instantly, Daryl Henderson coming in at 5,100 versus Carolina defense. Uh, you know, it becomes a little bit more of a value and one more running back kind of piece that that we can move into the equation here when you're talking about this. So as I mentioned, there's there's a slew of these guys uh, down here and, and it's hard to pay up at running back this week, uh, knowing when you have, you know, five or six of these guys down here, sub 6K, essentially, uh, you know, it's. What can you do with these guys, though, that it's going to set you apart? And, and do you pick the right two? Because there's there's three, four, five of them. But maybe, uh, you know, outside of Stevenson, we might see ownership kind of get spread out a little bit. And it is going to come down to did you pick the right ones? Because they're not all going to come through. I think, you know, we might see two or three of these guys here, uh, you know, come through, bring back value. Uh, but also while not giving you a ton of great leverage from the field. So that's something to think about. I think one of the greatest leverages that you can have this week is to stay away from all of these guys, uh, you know, pay up at the running back position if possible and, and look to spin down elsewhere because running back position this week, these, I mean, I'll, I'll read through them again. You've got Ramondre Stevenson, Devin Singletary, Kenneth Walker, Daryl Henderson, and Eno Benjamin. Those five guys are, 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 are booked out essentially to be the five most popular running backs on the slate. Now you can only play three. And again, I think that that is going to be a popular approach this week, but in these large field GP tournaments, I think that you need to get away from that. Stick a wide receiver, stick a punt play there in that second flex option. Maybe bring one of these guys along, but maybe look to get up to a, a Saquon Barkley or, or, or maybe it's a Joe Mixon this week, you know, or, or, or one of these other guys. I think that is going to be one of the greatest ways to get a little bit of leverage in some of these larger field tournaments because these running backs are going to be super popular. You're playing cash? Yeah, you know, pick your poison. Which one fits your build better? You know, any any all five of these guys, I would recommend all five of them in a cash build. I just can't say that I'm going to recommend that you play them in these large millimaker tournaments because you're not going to get what you're looking for. Yeah, but it, Going back to uh, to um, Henderson, I love pass catching backs, and he's a pass catching back. And um, last three weeks, Panthers are bottom ten against running backs. Um, Cooper Cup's dealing with a little bit of injury. He's still Cooper Cup. He's supposed to be fine. But he's still going to play, you know. So maybe they they may lean on Henderson a little bit more. Um, and I actually like coming back with uh, DJ Moore. DJ Moore's only fifty one hundred, and um, the worst quarterback of all time um, is not playing this week. Um, not that uh, that <laughs> that the backup is any much uh, is much better, Philip. Um, but uh, but I like I like that little that little mini stack right there. So going back to where these chalky running backs, pair them up with a good talented person on the other back. Be different. So that's a way to be different with some of these chalky uh, 
chalky guys as far as that's concerned. And I think JJ Moore doesn't, he's only shown like 6% owned right now. And uh, 51. That feels high. New that feels high. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> it is high. But, you know, with a new coach, I think, you know, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll try and, you know, stick up a fight for their new coach and want to get going. And I'm sure uh, DJ Moore's happy. <laughs> well, I just want to go ahead and throw it out there that PJ Walker has a 15.1 career total QBR, which is the worst of any quarterback with 100 plus attempts since 2020. So, uh, you know, obviously, Kevin Baker. <laughs> yes, uh, and, and that and that very well may be the case. Uh, you know, so I, I do like the the coaching carousel narrative. A lot of times, that is a, a little something that can shake up. You see usage uh, of guys that we've seen the last four or five weeks there in Carolina go completely out the window, and all of a sudden Christian McCaffrey's the workhorse back that we've been looking for the past four weeks. They're using him in the receiving game like we expected them to coming out of the gates. You know, a, a lot of these things could happen. So I like that call. It's a good way to get different. Not many people are going to be on the Panthers outside of their DST that's all the way down there at the bottom at 24. Yeah, I think they're like the highest. Uh, I think they're the highest dome right now. I, I would imagine so just because there's not a lot of good DST plays on this slate and, you know, there's not a ton of great cheap options. So you just want to gravitate towards the bottom. You know, Stafford has, has been taking sacks. He's been getting turnovers. They're expected to potentially be missing some guys this week. we got the coaching narrative, you know, t- uh, team stepping up. Obviously, I don't know what's going on with, with, with L.A. They're, they're in turmoil right now. Players are stepping away. Uh, you know, Stafford's a fucking turnover machine, and they've just looked like complete dog shit through the last few weeks as far as what they're able to do offensively outside of Cooper Cup. Obviously, and Tyler Higby getting a little bit of volume, but, uh, you know, I just – I, I don't know what's going on with with Sean McVay and those Rams. I feel like you might be losing losing a little bit of the stronghold there. Of, Stafford's uh, not healthy, man. He's just not healthy. Yeah, it's, not it's tough to watch. Yeah, yeah, he was great, so good last year, but yeah, he's not healthy. And they um, miss Van. They miss Van Jefferson. And they missed. Uh, they miss what's his name too. I wonder if they're going to resign him. Um, come on, guy who uh, uh, OBJ. Yeah, OBJ. Yeah, I feel like I saw some reports circling this week. Uh, he wants uh, Michael Gallup money or something like that, and they're they're wanting to give him the short stick, and he doesn't want to touch it. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, th- I think that they're going to continue to butt heads, but they they need something to, to go down there because uh, it seems like they are kind of falling apart. Uh, let's talk, uh, let's see, we, we, we talked all running backs and any other running backs that you want to bring up, uh, before we move into the wide receiver position there, Darren? No, I think we pretty much got every, we talked about Camara. Like I think he's just going to see, you know, just tons of, uh, volume. We didn't talk about Brees Hall. I mean, but you got a tough matchup on the road, uh, at Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Jones is another play, you know, at home against the Jets, you know, it's pretty chilly up in Green Bay. You know, they're going to maybe, like, run it a little bit more playing the Jets. So maybe maybe he's a nice little uh, little bit of leverage play. And also Jeff Wilson's another one I like uh, against Atlanta. Um, yeah. He's not going to be as high owned as some of these other – these chalky guys. But he's the goal line back there. And, um, you know, he got a crap load of carries last week. He uh, got 17 carries for 120. I mean, 23 fantasy points. And he's, you know, he's pretty cheap. He's 6,200. Um, so I like, I actually like him quite a bit. Uh, try and get some leverage off some of these choppy guys. Yeah. And I mean, my Atlanta Falcons, they're, they're terrible at 
just about anything defensively. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they, they can't tackle very well. I think, I think, uh, Wilson's definitely in for a great game. So I yeah, love that. Yeah. Yeah. Falcons at bottom 10 last three weeks against running backs. Um, so I do want to take another minute to mention that, you know, everybody should sign up at fantasypoints.com today with fantasy points. You have access to the newest and best website in the industry at your fingertips all season long. It's got daily fantasy NFL betting needs. You get access to articles, live streams, podcasts, cheat sheets, community chats, online tools, and more. It's all there available. And it's the only subscription that you will need this football season. Sign up. For the Fantasy Points premium content, using our promo code SUNS22, you'll get 10% off there at FantasyPoints.com. Go check it out because if you ride with Fantasy Points, you will score more in 2022 and beyond. Darren, let's talk wide receivers. We've talked about these Bengals. We've talked about Jamar Chase, 7,700. You've got him projected, I think, for around 5% ownership this week. Uh, anything else you want to talk about him as far as that game or, or, or anything else around Jamar Chase? No, like I said, Lattimore being out, I think uh, Higgins will be a little bit more of a cheap decoy. Um, they need they know they need to get Chase going. I like the homecoming na- narrative. Um, not, you know, outside just the stats, he's he's due for a completely blow up monster game. You know, why not better better than your home college stomping grounds? And a couple other guys that we already talked about their teams, starting with Hollywood Brown Cardinals. He's coming in at 7,200. So you got to pay up for him this week. But this from Scott Parrott's expected fantasy points report. Since week two, on a per-game basis, Brown has averaged 130.3 air yards per game. That's the fourth most in the league. 12.5 targets per game, which is the most in the league. And 21.2 expected fantasy points per game, the second most. And 20.9 fantasy points per game, the fourth most. Hollywood's been an absolute target hog in that offense with DeAndre Hopkins not being in the picture. Well, we don't have very much longer until that's not going to be the case anymore. This is a game we like to attack. I think, obviously, Hollywood Brown is set up again for with a great matchup there uh, again against Seattle. Uh, he's set up for a double-digit target game in a game that, that I do like the quarterback here. So, uh, you know, if I'm going to bring Kyler out there, I, I do like bringing Hollywood with me this week yeah it's strange he did it's like nobody wants to play hollywood doesn't make any sense i mean 38 targets the last 38 targets the last three weeks it's like good lord man like what what else do you want and they playing against seattle and seeing 10 percent ownership yes please it's it's <laughs> it's that it's gabe davis being down there 700 cheaper at 6500 with what he did this past week people just can't justify spending an extra 700 to get up to hollywood brown that's a less sexy game that we're talking about here i can get a part of the sexier game uh for 700 cheaper so gabe davis i mean i i'll admit it, i'm gravitating towards gabe davis i like him this week a, a lot too it is harder for me to say you know what no uh I'm going to say not Gabe Davis and get up to Hollywood Brown for 700 more. That's a tough thing to do. But when we're talking GPP bills, when we're talking about getting a little bit different, those are the decisions that you have to make. Yeah, Gabe Davis feels great to click at 6,500, but you and a ton of other people feel that way as well. So I, I do like Hollywood Brown at 7,200. And anybody else in that price range right there above Gabe Davis is probably good leverage off the field. Yeah, Tyreek's actually coming in at six. So that's, you know. 6%, 7,500 Tyreek Hill, you know, was in the high eights, nines. You know, it's going to have Skyler, the rookie uh, quarterback, playing this week. So, 
I'm, I'm, I can see maybe a little, little bit of a little dump off passes to get, you know, maybe keep them um, out of trouble as far as that's concerned. So the Tyreek's obviously some leverage off that. That's that's pretty low um, ownership for, for Tyreek Hill. I think I heard something. Maybe Kansas City is going to be without one of their DBs this week. They're going to be starting yeah. two rookie, two rookies, I believe, uh, against this Buffalo Bills passing attack. So uh, again, I I know it's going to be popular, but I don't think that that you should feel that you need to shy away from the likes of a Gabe Davis or Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen. They're they're in a smash spot this week uh, against that KC defense. The, uh, over over his last eight games, Darren Gabe Davis has played it, now when he's played at least eighty percent of snaps and has not been on the injury report. He has thirty three receptions, seven hundred and eight yards, and eleven touchdowns on fifty six targets. That's averaging twenty one point three fantasy points per game over that sample size. So this guy is, is explosive. He, he's paired up with a quarterback that, that knows how to utilize uh, that, that element to the passing game uh, probably just as well as anybody else right now. I mean, the darts that Josh Allen is throwing down the field just regularly is, is, is it's him and Gabe Davis pair up so perfectly uh, when it comes to explosive plays in the passing game. So uh I, I really do like that stack this week. Yeah, I see. I mean, it's like 7% ownership. It's got to go up. I think there's not more hype over the last couple of days. I, yeah, I was I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and then it was hovering right around that 5 When I heard that 5 6%, I said, surely that's going to get inflated here between now and lock. But uh, I, I love that. I thought he'd be at least uh, you know closer to ten or twelve this week. Get coming off of what we saw this past week and going into what what we expect to be the fireworks game of the week. Yeah, actually, if, like I hate like it. Sometimes it feels like chasing. I, I think maybe that's what's keeping the ownership down. But you know, you factor in they got the highest implied total on the slide. You factor in Kansas City, like you said, they're you know they're starting rookies on the back end throw in you got basically the best fancy quarterback playing of you know on the road in this game it's like i wasn't as high on them earlier but you know i'm i'm leaning more and more because just like the chasing that seems chasing to me um mm. but it it's just like i'm looking at that ownership compared to digs at 18 and i'm seeing the the savings of almost two grand it's right like, it's like dude i can do so much with my with my with my stacks and like you said, the stats you just threw off there is is another another way to be different. This single this single stack, uh, Allen and, and Gabby, and then do some mini stacks in the Arizona Seattle game. Yeah, love that call. Uh, how about, Chris how about Godwin. Allen, how, about, how about Allen? Allen, Gabe, and Knox. It's, you know, that's that's great. Just play those three. Don't don't have don't listen, don't force a comeback when you don't yeah. have to. Oh, I've got to have one on the other side. No, you don't. Let's play those three. With many stacks on the other games. Got Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay Bucks there at Pitt, sixty one hundred. Um, you know he's he's been a guy that obviously was was banged up a little bit. We've seen him kind of get slowly worked back into the game. I think he's back up to you know full speed, maybe ninety five percent at this point. Uh, I like him this week. I like Evans this week. Uh, I know that you're in on Brady in that passing attack. Um, what what is Godwin and Evans coming in at as far as ownership projections go? I am curious on that. Evans is showing around eight ish, eight nine ish as far as that goes. 
and then Godwin. Let's see where Godwin's coming at. I think he's a little bit higher because he's, he's a little bit cheaper. He's actually around 13. Um, but I mean, I, I've, I was always, I've always been a, a, a slot receiver type uh, player, and I just love playing guys in the slot. Uh, Evans for me is one of those guys that can never get right in the right week. Um, but Evans has just been absolutely crushing it this week. So, but um, I like a little bit of savings with um, with, uh, with with playing him um, over Evans. But uh, yeah, I, I like like I said, I like this game quite a bit. Um, Pittsburgh dead last against quarterbacks last uh, three weeks and second worst against wide receivers. Um, so I like I like that stack, and you and I already said it. Talk about Pickens coming back. I think he's just stupid cheap. Tyler Lockett. I know he's been well, battling a hamstring injury. I think he had flare up later in the week. So uh, I I really liked him earlier in the week. Here he was obviously popping, coming off of a thirty plus DK point outing this past week, and coming back into week six with the same exact price point that we saw this past week at 5,600. Over the last five seasons, Tyler Lockett has averaged 18.4 DraftKings fantasy points per games in games with a total of 50 or higher, and he has gone over 40 DK points in 16% of those games. I think he was setting up to be super popular, but I think the injury designation and that that hamstring injury, I mean, it's, it's done it for me. I'm a, I'm a little bit less... Uh, hot on Tyler Lockett as of now. Just just seeing that, uh, you know, maybe I think I think it was Scott Bear that was talking about it at Discord. Uh, you know, when when Lockett's banged up, you know, he he's just not been good. Um, you know, so it, even if he is out there, I don't know that that I want to risk that with the injury. I think it might be a week. I, I don't know what Metcalf is coming in at, but I mean, his peripheral numbers have been. Pretty pretty outstanding. Yes, Lockett ha- has been popping. But as far as the red zone targets, I think it's like seven to one. Yeah, Lockett's getting the the, the long bombs in there. But uh, DK Metcalf is you know what 33 percent target share in the last couple weeks in that offense with, with Geno there. So uh, if if the field is going to gravitate towards Lockett and Metcalf is it's kind of going overlooked. Yeah, you don't get the, the price savings that you get with Lockett, which is what what's bringing a lot of the field over to Lockett's side, I think, personally. Uh, but I find myself maybe even leaning towards Metcalf this week when I do attack this game. If, if I am, I mentioned Hollywood Brown uh, potentially w- with Kyler Stacks, or, or, or we go Geno Metcalf with, with a Hollywood ringback, maybe Hurts instead, uh, you know, but – Lockett is a guy that I was super intrigued with earlier on in the week, but I think I throughout the 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 week now I find myself wanting to gravitate towards Metcalf a little bit. What about you, Darren? Where are you at on that? I was I would I, I love love Metcalf all week long, and I'm really annoyed about this about this Lockett injury because I I want him to be higher on. Um, so that's where I'm at. I'm showing as of right now, and I'll probably change Lockett around 23 percent. I see him as the highest owned um, receiver on the slate actually um, right now. So. Um, I was I was really hoping that little hammy thing came through, um, but supposedly he's better, he's fine. But you know we'll see we'll see if he logs how much practice he logs anyway. I'm going to be way higher on Metcalf no matter what, because um, I'm the lower home guy and I'm still annoyed he's showing 14. percent But oh well, what, what, what can you do on that part of it? And like I said earlier, I, I mentioned earlier that Metcalf and Lockett last three weeks lead the league in air yards. Two receivers on the same team leading league in area, which is just insane. So, um, and that's why Gino's such a nice little uh, quarterback to to pair up. 
any other wide receivers that you want to highlight, touch base on, guys that, that might be popping to you um, versus an ownership perspective, guys that maybe you thought were going to come in a little bit higher that that you were surprised by how low they were, or guys that you thought might be a, a good leverage play that it turns out they're coming in a little bit higher as far as projection. Guys, any guys uh, on there at all that, that stand out to you? So I, I already mentioned Tyreek as far as that goes on that yeah. part. Um, man, Pittman's showing like 3%, but Jacksonville's actually been pretty good, and the Colts only have like a 21 implied. So I'm just looking at some of the lower owned guys down here. Phelan doesn't have that much upside as far as that goes. DJ Moore was one that I talked about. He's 5,100, so that's that's definitely one that I mentioned earlier that uh, I do like a lot. Oh, and it's actually um, – so Bateman's ruled out too. I'm seeing as of right now Duvaney 3% owned. So I really like that a lot. He looked great. He did. They were featuring him. Dude, I was, I was super surprised by that. I, you know, I, I, I love that. I mean, when it seemed like they kind of went away from it, though, in the second half. When the, when the first half came on and, and like – they were they were featuring him like a, a a wide receiver one in a Baltimore Ravens offense. I was surprised by that. This is a guy, a return guy that we've seen, you know, kind of bring in some deep shots here and there. Uh, but you know, I did like that, and I I was a little intrigued with him this week as well. As soon as I saw that Bateman was going to indeed be out again, uh, Duvernay is a guy that that uh, I am looking at in some some GPP bills. And and Barkley's showing pretty. Like I said, Barkley's showing. Top like six, seven ownership too. So Barkley, the perfect comeback with him is is uh, Duvernay. I like I like these little cheap, you know, mini stack of talented type uh, players. So Duvernay is one, and um, we know about my Pickens love. I can't remember his name at the beginning of the show, but I love I love the so love much. is there. The love is there though. <laughs> love is so much there. All right, uh, tight end position. Obviously, Travis Kelsey uh, is there and coming off of his per- performance this past week. Seems like a no-brainer there when you're talking about the tight end position. But I think in large field GPPs, the best thing you could do is try to find a way to get different. Uh, getting away from Kelsey at the tight end position is going to be a great way to – and I know it's going to feel gross, uh, but there's so many people are going to gravitate – because when, when you think about Pat Mahomes and, and any type of Pat Mahomes stack, any type of Kansas City bringback, the only one that really feels good, that, that, that feels like, yeah, this is it, it's Travis Kelsey. There's there's no – I mean, Juju's freaking toast. He he looks bad. MBS, you know, mild interest. Miko Hardman, I'm not that interested in. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, Pacheco, uh, McKinnon, you know, that's, that's a messy situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so again, there's just I think Kelsey is far and away the one Kansas City option that that most people when they bring anybody along from Kansas City, that's going to be who they feel comfortable bringing along. And looking down through the tight ends, he's really the only. Yeah, Mark Andrews is on the slate, but again, that game just it isn't popular. isn't isn't feeling nearly as sexy as the one that we're talking about in this late afternoon game, but between the Chiefs and the Bills. So I think I think Travis Kelsey is going to be super popular, seventy eight hundred, and I mean maybe that's a good price for him. You know, it it feels it feels good for him, but you're going to have to pay up. I mean, but everything is telling you this is the game that you want to pay up for him. Maybe it was last game though. Maybe you know those four touchdowns, maybe variance is about to come back and bite him in a week where people think that, that he can't miss. So I think in large field GPPs, I'm going to essentially, one of the best things that I'm going to be able to do is just to get away from Travis Kelsey at the tight end position. That right there is going to allow me to, 
you know, pay up at, and as I mentioned, maybe get to some of these upper price running backs that that people aren't gravitating towards because there's so many of those cheap options. So by by not having to pay seventy eight hundred dollars for Travis Kelsey, boom, I can get a Saquon Barkley in there. I can get a an Alvin Kamara in there, and maybe a Jamar Chase or a, a Tyreek Hill there. Uh, you know, these are the type of guys that by getting away from Kelsey, I have access to now. And so I just, again, cash, cash builds. Sure. Lock Travis Kelsey in, lock him in and Josh Allen and then figure out the best value plays, uh, put them in uh, as far as everything else goes. But uh, large field GPP, I, I probably am going to get away from Kelsey wherever I can. Yeah. Well, the thing with Kelsey is though, he's actually showing less than 10% owned. So he's 7,800. I, you know, I, will it end up like that? I don't, I, you know, I don't know if it'll end up like that, but now, we're just talking strategy and let's see my i had yeah kelsey actually yeah i, I got him at like five percent he's 7800 he scored four touchdowns last week so if people don't want to chase still another way to get different is play allen play kelsey and play gabe davis i mean just you know chase the points from last week because nobody doesn't look like most other people are doing it and then oh i can't believe he played chalky he wasn't chalk a lot of people won't do that. So that's something I don't think people are going to want to, they, they usually don't like playing up for tight ends and Kelsey is pretty expensive. Not that he's not yes. worth it. He's still Kelsey. He's still Kelsey, but that, that might be the people might be overthinking that. That's how my mind works. Trying to get different build as far as that goes. Um, but my fa- favorite tight end on the slate is hands down um, as Ertz for, uh, for Arizona. Um, as as of right now, as of right now, they have officially removed Tyler Lockett from the injury report, so he is oh. coming in fully healthy. I think that is going to bode well for for him, nice. uh, you know, getting getting back in, into that potentially being the most you know nice. highly owned wide receiver on this slate, yeah. allowing yeah. that DK Metcalf leverage that we spoke about a few minutes ago to to come to fruition. So that is a good update there for us. I mean, it's a good update for everybody. People that, that really want to play Tyler Lockett and, and get him, uh, you know, potentially because the, again, the pricing's great. The, the matchup's great. Everything's great. Uh, but what also is great now is that, that we get the Metcalf leverage off of him nice. and, and still get Lockett to be super popular. So love that. Zachers is, is where we were going there at the tight end position. Yep. 40, 4,900, obviously, you know, it, yes, there's a trend here. We're talking about either guys from this game or we're talking about guys from this game. Again, those are the, the two games, uh, point totals, implied totals, team implied totals. Uh, that's where the fireworks are telling us are, are going to be happening. I think that, that, Zach Ertz is in a pretty good spot here. Again, Nook is not going to be back for another week here. So uh, your your kind of last chance here to have this condensed Arizona Cardinals passing attack between Zach Ertz, Hollywood Brown, and then now Rondale Moore there get, mixing in on the slot. I do like him slightly this week there in the sub uh, 5K range there at the wide receiver position there. But um, chasing this game environment, Arizona Cardinals, Seattle, if I'm not paying up for Kelsey, I do think Ertz makes a ton of sense, and you save about $3,000 on your build by doing so. He's now seen double-digit targets in eight of his last 11 healthy games. And against tight ends, Seattle has given up 94.6 fantasy points this season. That's 31st in the league. So great volume, great matchup. Zach Ertz makes a ton of sense this week. Yeah, the Seahawks. So the last three weeks, the Seahawks have allowed twenty around 27 points a game to the tight end. The second team is the Titans at 13. 
They've allowed 13 more points to the tight end. Unreal. It's just it's at 4900 Ertz. I'm I'm basically almost all in on Ertz this week. I don't yeah. I, you know he doesn't he actually doesn't show that much of ownership too. So that's where's uh, it all going, Darren? Where's the field gravitating towards? Dude, that Higby is showing 22. Uh, percent Oh, actually, Ertz has jumped up. I'm sorry. I apologize. He's up to 17. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Higby's still 22. He's got a questionable tag. He's got a red red mark so we'll see you know he's a three hundred dollars cheaper you know so yeah three hundred dollars might make a difference for somebody on the build i'd have, I'd have to play around some build play around some build some more Her, hunter Hurst is actually coming in around 11 percent at 3300 so you know yeah last week against his old team so he's getting a little bit of leverage on that part too uh i think uh Steelers, Pat Firemuth has been ruled out as he's still recovering from that concussion. So Gentry, I think, got banged up in the knee this past week. I think he is looking like he is going to play. Yeah, and play. so he, he's a definitely a, a punt option there uh, at the tight end position if you're looking to get all the way down there. So DSTs, Darren, we already kind of talked about. There's not a ton of great ones out there. I think yeah, it's I a good week. It's a good week to try to try to get a you know pay up a little bit, not not too much, or or just get all the way down. To, uh, tell me tell me who you like this week, Derek. Jacksonville. Uh, Matt Ryan's on pace to have the most sacks in the history of the NFL. If anybody watched that game last week, you know against against Denver, he was basically on on his ass the entire game. Um, yeah, he's been on his five, ass five the last two years. I'm sorry. I said he's been on his ass the last two years at Matt Ryan. I'm a disgruntled Falcons fan. Forgive me. <laughs> I'm picking on your Jaguar. <laughs> picking on your Falcons today. Um, yeah, Jaguars. I, you know their defense has been really, uh, really good actually this year. And so that's one that you know they're middling the road, middling road ownership. There's nobody like popping ownerships. Usually, typically spread out unless there's mispricing, like the Cowboys last week. You know that was a complete mispricing on DraftKings. Uh, and as far as that, it's pretty spread out as far as ownership goes this week. I hated that the Cowboys chalk paid off last week. And it was like right at the beginning of the game. Oh, you're dead. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like because I, it was what the, the week before it was in uh, Cincinnati or maybe it was two weeks before. It was, it was a, one of the super chalk defenses just fell flat on its face. And like I was like, all right, I got to fade next time. Fucking there's a defense that's super chalk. I'm going to get away from it. And then like. <laughs> Fucking two minutes into the game, Cowboys DST scores a touchdown. I was like, no, oh, you had to bring them. You fucking had to bring them. Yeah, that sucked. Oh, man. But, Darren, man, any other guys you want to talk about on this slate before we start to close it out here tonight, man? No, I don't think so, man. I think we had a pretty good, um, pretty good, uh, you know, little conversation here today about, you know, pretty much everything and kind of like la- laid the foundation of how I'm building this week. I'm just going to share that with you. Um, I, I'm not sure if anybody watching the stream. I do have a video on um, on YouTube. It's free to watch. You just go to Fancy Points. It's the optimizer that we uh, that we use, and I I shared just a short video, a couple of my favorite stacks, some of the stacks we talked about um, on the tonight show. So if you haven't had a chance, check that out. I do a video every week, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be free for the whole year. Um, not 100 sure, but um, but I've had some. I've done pretty well with it um, um, on some of my picks and stuff. You know, I was all over the the Browns and Browns game last week. Um, and that game smash and I was on Gino the week before. So, um, yeah, I've been, I'm, I've been pretty, you know, done pretty good with, uh, the little, 
you know, cons, um, different contrarian stacks as far as that's concerned. But yeah, I think we pretty much hit everybody else um, that you know, I wanted to talk to. Um, but yeah, leave it up to you. Well, man, I uh, I really do appreciate you joining me here this evening. And hopefully we can maybe get a chance to get you back on here and do another week here further down the NFL season. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully my picks do good tonight. Uh, Sunday, you can have me back. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I would love for that. So, again, I appreciate anybody and everybody who tuned in with us this evening, whether you're listening via podcast or, or YouTube or, or anywhere else, whatever your favorite uh, podcast listening device may be. You know, maybe leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, it helps us out a ton. So make sure you are subscribed to the SOD YouTube page. Click the bell. Want to take a minute to do a big thank you for Fantasy Points Media Group. It's been an absolute pleasure being a part of them and having access to everything that Fantasy Points has to offer. Um, you know, the, the great minds of Darren here and, and and many of others, they're all packaged into to one subscription there for you. So highly recommend you check out FantasyPoints.com. Again, you can use promo code SUNS22 for 10% off there on your subscription Want to do a big shout out to to brother Matt here behind the scenes, doing all the layer work, the production aspect here on SODFS each and every week. The show would not be here without him, so appreciate you, brother Matt. Check out ViridianGlobal.com. You can get all your fantasy football apparel needs, including SOD gear, fantasy points, uh, paraphernalia, and anything and everything else uh, fantasy football related that you could possibly need. ViridianGlobal.com is your one-stop shop there for that. Uh, Darren, anything else that you want to mention or plug before we get out of here? No, just fan, just fancy points aside, man. If you guys haven't signed up yet, Sunday morning, I mean, that's the Sunday morning discord, getting that guest cord, you know, there's so many great minds in there. Johnny is in there and then Scott jumps in when he wakes up and then you're in there and I'm in there. Maybe asking questions and it, it's, it's one of the best chats is some i've been in some pretty toxic ones in the past but um we don't there's zero of that in there really super friendly super helpful there's no stupid questions and um yeah it's it's it, it's popping on sunday morning man it's 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 a really good time everybody talking and you know changes and things of that sort so uh that's that's one thing that's one of the best benefits to signing up for fantasy points is getting that discord premium chat you can't just get in there if you're not a subscriber um but you know dan's got the code you know if he wants to read it back one more time to get that discount for the site yeah that's right head over to fantasypoints.com pick your subscription package today and use promo code suns22 you'll get 10 percent off right then and there appreciate each and every one of you guys for tuning in tonight until next time i am dan he is darren much love to everybody out there this evening